This is um, a fan of yours, and I'm just calling in to express my admiration. It's Dean Carnassus, the ultra marathon man. Hello, listeners. This is Chris Mako, and we are live. And you're listening to Training for Ultra podcast. This is Anna Mae Flynn, and I'm here talking to Training for Ultra podcast. Yeah, it's like really, I just need to catch up with Rob. 100 miles is not that far. I, I thought oh. it was a joke, actually. It, it is. I thought it was one of your jokes, yeah. It is a joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's so classic. Oh my god, you because literally the thing would be like beep, 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 mother, mother, beep, mother, mother, beep, beep, mother, beep, mother, beep, 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 beep. One, two, one, two, three, four, <laughs> Training for Ultra Podcast. I'm Sally McRae, also known as Yellow Runner. Hey, this is Carl Meltzer, the Speed Goat, and I want to welcome everybody to the Training for Ultra Podcast. Welcome to episode 92 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. And we have a cool episode today. We're just doing a quick kind of pre-race look at the Bighorn 100 with a um, a, a new friend of the show, Tara, who um, I've met in person more than I've actually talked to on the podcast. So I'm glad I found a good excuse to catch up with her, get some insights on the Bighorn 100 course, and... We'll have her on for a whole episode coming up here shortly. She's a great runner and um, just a nice person. So real quick, Patreon question of the week. I had a few to um, touch this week, and they're all actually related to courses. So uh, Garrett asks, thoughts on the Hard Rock being canceled? So Hard Rock 100 in Silverton, Colorado. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, having talked to some people... There's no like natural reroutes because of how difficult that course is and where where it goes. You had aid stations that at some points were a hundred feet under snow, so it was like, I mean, it sucks. And I I just haven't been in running long enough to have experienced that. Because he had a follow up question: Have you ever trained for a race intensely and had it canceled? And you know, how does that affect you and whatnot? I mean, it. I just haven't been running long enough to have experienced that, but it is part of our sport and should make us all thankful for when we actually show up and conditions are reasonable and the course is laid out like it classically has been. But I've I've run, uh, I've finished right around 20 ultras at this point, and I would say probably half of those have been like rerouted in some regard, and that just must be part of being a race director is getting the event on and sometimes it's not perfect so trina asks after your big race list this year what are your thoughts looking ahead at next year any bucket list races you'd like to check off i mean obviously western states i'll i'll be putting in regardless of how the rest of this year goes um with the black canyon 100k qualifier and then um i I start off the year at Black Canyon 100K. I think it's just a great distance. It's not too much time on your feet. That course is fairly runnable. And it just it feels like how a 100K should feel. Um, so I'll definitely start off my year. Hopefully Black Canyon would be great training into Western States because it's more of a des- desert run in uh, the Phoenix area. And UTMB, 
Can I have enough points? I was in the lotto and did not get accepted, so I think my odds went up substantially. So I would really like to do Western States and UTMB next year. And if those don't work out, I do have, um, you know, a few ideas up my sleeve. But I'm focused on the Triple Crown right now. And last one is from Donald. Favorite course, mostly runnable or mean and gnarly? I, I like the races, and this is kind of like a good segue into the Bighorn 100. I like races where you finish and you learned a little bit about yourself, and it was not an easy um, experience. I like the ones where you have to struggle and dig deep to get to the finish line. Those are much more meaningful than um, you know, the real fast, easy, runnable ones, but that's just me. I, I find, um, I mean, I guess you could have a real fast, easily runnable course where, like, you know, you, you came across something and had to problem solve and look into the abyss a little bit and come out of it. So that's that's my fa- favorite kind of race or course. I like the hard ones. It's just more meaningful. Like, you really come away with, like, I don't know just more satisfaction and it wasn't easy and that's why I'm out there most of the time so big thank you to the show sponsors I'll get Sufferfest beer in here first hopefully I'll have a uh, blonde or an FKT at the finish line of the Bighorn 100 also wanted to thank Destination Trail we'll be doing the Triple Crown this year so that's the A goal and they put on some really great races and speaking of Hard Rock being cancelled there's 36 spots left at uh, Moab, and Bigfoot 200, I think, has maybe a few spots left. So I wouldn't be shocked if you take some of those um, some of those people that were training for Hard Rock and throw them into a 200-miler for a new experience. Like, the Bigfoot 200 seems like a natural. The, actually, the elevation gain is equal of Hard Rock. Um, obviously, there's twice the distance which might make it easier. I don't know. And I'd like to thank Hammer Nutrition. So I'll be using a lot of Hammer gels this weekend or on Friday. And I will be using Perpetuum, a lot of Fizz electrolytes, and uh, what is it called? Fully charged during the nighttime. And I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, maybe, maybe a REM cap before the race, night before and... Yeah, I'll be utilizing a lot of Hammer Nutrition products. If you haven't used them before, feel free to use my promo code or referral code 252888. You'll save 15% off your first order. Let's see, who else am I going to be using? Uh, Ultimate Direction, I'll be using the Mountain 4.0 pack. And this is just purely, I want to use this and test it at a Bighorn with poles. I'll be using some Lucky poles um, so that I can get all the um like a real life test experience of how this pack is going to hold up because i'm very likely going to use it at the triple crown of 200 200s here so i need to um fully test it in rainy and harsh conditions and in terms of trying to go over gear and sponsors here at the same time by the way um i'll probably be using ultras with the uh four point gator system to keep the extra mud and rocks out of my shoes and then in terms of socks you guys know 
Um, my favorite, I'll be using the Exoskin Toe Socks. I'll probably take three or four pairs with me. I personally always put Squirrel's Nut Butter all over my feet. Um, I have trouble with blisters when my feet get really wet and never have time to dry out. And so that'll be kind of a struggle changing socks, trying to keep keep them relatively dry. I'm trying to think of what else here. I'll be using calf sleeves, the Exoskin calf sleeves. I really, really like. They're very high quality. And in terms of base layers, I'll probably use an Exoskin long sleeve kind of compression shirt. It has like a good feel to it. And I think that's pretty much it. If you haven't used any Exoskin socks or calf sleeves or base layers, they have all kinds of stuff. Feel free if you want 20% off. T, the number 4U20 for 20% off. But along with all my sponsors, I use all their gear. I race their races, drink their beer. I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, not just uh, having a sponsor, but believing in them enough to actually use them yourself during the races. And I could pretty much have any sock or any any type of gear out there to get me through these big races because I only have four left. And yeah, I'm I'm telling you guys who I trust with my own my own races. So yeah, Bighorn, it's coming up here shortly. Here's kind of an overview of Bighorn, and I think um, I'm going to take my GoPro and try to capture the experience as much as possible. I'll put it up on YouTube for you guys. So hopefully you like this episode. It's a little different, a little shorter. Have a great week. Don't forget to enjoy your training. I'm joined here by Tara. First time on the episode, but I've met you more in person, Tara, than I have actually um, interviewed you on the podcast. So the <laughs> listener is getting to hear about you first. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's true, though. This is Run With Tara on Instagram, I, I believe it is. And mm-hmm. do you want to just give a shout out to your sponsors real quick? Why not? Let's get it out of the way, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm i an ambassador for uh, some great companies. Um, I got to see you last weekend at the Ultimate Direction Summit. That was pretty fun. That was amazing. And um, yeah. work with Hoka as a Hoka flyer. And appreciate them helping out with Bighorn this weekend. Uh, Jaybird, B-Fuel, um, Run Gum, Njinji, uh, <coughs> Rabbit. Uh, I work with Team Sunto, so I you got all the work high, a lot with high quality, and... high quality guys there. That's awesome. That's truly amazing. Um, well, they're good groups, and I'm sure I forgot some. So sorry if I, if I did. No, that's okay. Um, you and I first met. Just let's fill in the listener here. <laughs> I yeah. think I came screaming into the finish line at my my blazing speed. Uh, at what was it? Black Black Canyon Hundred K, right? It was last. Uh-huh, yeah. It was last year, right? Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, I can't Two keep. Two years it. ago. Um. And I, I think you came in, like, we both came in basically the same time. And my uh-huh. race my race was not stellar, and I, my stomach was, like, not having it. And I had a giant pizza, and I was like, here, just take it. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's how we first met, right? That's true, yeah. I I just come into, I had kind of a crappy race and felt great maybe the last couple miles. And um, I, I don't know if you remember, I actually had told you a story. I got elbowed in the ribs 
by yeah. a gentleman, well, not gentleman, by a dude who didn't want me to pass him. And I told you about that, you and your friends sitting there, and they Jamil, all had Wasn't Jamil right there, and, too? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, and I didn't want to get up to go, you know, get that good pizza they had. So, yeah, you shared <laughs> your pizza. So that was I, memorable. And then your buddy tried to find the guy that ribbed me. And oh, we really? found his information. Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> nope. I was trying to be the gentleman to make to right make now? up for the lack of uh, courtesy out there. That's horrible. Um, that was so unreal. Yeah. And then I think you were going to help me out for Antelope Island, right? I'm trying to recall. You oh, were, right. And then I had a horrible race that day, and like text you like, "Hey, just just skip this uh, horrific mm-hmm. event." And then apparently, I think we were both out in Chamonix at the same time last year. Is that right? When you had your awesome UTMB? That's true. Yeah. We... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't cross paths there, which is odd because it seems like, you know, you run into everybody out there. But yeah, that's true. Well, you were finished so quick. <laughs> I was probably sleeping oh, yeah, when you finished. And I mean, <laughs> you took what place at UTMB? Like 19th? I'm trying um, to remember. No, no. I was um, F30. And uh, I was the third uh, American female. So F F thirty though, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks. It was never happened again. <laughs> it's really cool though. I don't know. I think that's a perfect segue. So yeah, we had fun at the Ultimate Direction Summit. That was totally unexpected. I didn't. At first, I was like, "Wait, am I even supposed to be on this list?" Like, <laughs> looking through and seeing like. Jurek and Anton and all kinds of amazing Barb people. And, yeah, I know, I know. It's like, I was a little bit in awe. Was for I sure. was I cc'd on the wrong email? Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> it was cool. I too. I'm like, oh, no. We we'd never actually run together, so we'd interacted so much, and you were ready to pace me, and yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first time to actually hit some of the front range uh, in Boulder, and I had a really good time. That was cool. Meeting Crystal, too. I think it was like the three of us yeah. just suffering through some of those climbs. And yep. That's when I heard that, really that you were doing Bighorn 100. And I think that is just what I want to talk about for the next few minutes. And we'll do a whole interview of you down the road, I promise. Uh, okay. But I want this to be kind of the introduction. And this is a big race. I mean, I personally, I have four races on my schedule for the rest of the year, which for me feels unnaturally low. Um, it's a lot of miles, obviously, in those four four races, but I want, I need a finish. I really want just a solid injury-free finish at Bighorn to like really cap off this training into the Triple Crowns. I feel like, gotcha. I feel like this is good 200 miler training as weird as that sounds, but it's not going to be a quick race, obviously. You there? Yeah, it'll, it'll not be a quick race. You're right. <laughs> it will not. And you've done this race, you've hit the start line four times, is that correct? It is. This is my fourth start. Share your wisdom. I'm, I'm oh, all, gosh. I'm all ears. <laughs> what can I expect? Give me a, and a, give for me a, a lot starting- of, a lot of people have commented, this is a dream race. Like, I I definitely, this is like a bucket list race of mine that I want to do at some time. Um, 
how do you describe this race in general? Let's just start with like the 30,000 foot view and then we'll yeah. get into the 21,000 feet of vert or whatever. Uh, yeah. All those numbers are kind of scaring me a couple of days out, but no, I mean, and along with the couple of times I've started, my husband's done this uh, probably seven or eight times as well. So he's a great resource that I've used through the years too preparing and just having other weather related experiences. Um, Bighorn is just really one of my favorite races. I can't shake it. I was originally signed up for San Juan Solstice, the 50 miler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, with the the winter in Colorado, we all know what's going on down there. That was canceled a couple weeks ago. And I was fortunate enough to to grab a late spot to, uh, to run a Bighorn. And that was my first choice, mainly because I'm not kidding. Like these are places that I dream about. Like I love France and that's a special experience. I'll always remember, but Bighorn to me is, is something that I just cherish. And that sounds so cheesy and I'm not cheesy. So it means a lot. You're ba- um, you're badass. I do not. I no, 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 I don't no, think no, I've no. heard anything you, you say sound cheesy or come across as cheesy. <laughs> um, well, no, nice. seriously, you're, you're a mountain crusher and, no. So thanks. Let's I mean it's, let's hear more more details and it's cool to hear your husband's a runner. I didn't know that. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen um I, I follow you on Instagram too. I just I haven't paid close close enough attention. Um Well he's a lone wolf. That's kind of his cool. nickname here locally. He just flies under the radar and everyone knows him as a lone wolf. And they refer to him as the lone wolf, so no big deal that you didn't know that. So that's. Do you, do you have a? Do <laughs> but he'll you have be a there nickname? this weekend, so say hi. Yeah, Sorry? I want to meet him. I, I definitely want to meet him. Do you have a nickname? No, no. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure people could give me some, but no, not per se. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call you Crusher for for now. Um, no, 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 no. So, so what what am I expecting? I mean, I can pull up the course profile and it almost paints like a a perfect picture of from in my head at least expectations like 4000 feet of gain probably in the first 10 miles ish. Uh-huh. Um and then I mean it's it's an out and back course and then it looks like another 45 to 5000 foot climb and that's like the halfway mark. Is that Yeah. Is that too simplistic of a view of this race? Like, walk me through what to expect for the first half of this race. Well, I just look at it in part of the aid stations because the accessible aid stations, um, well, there's only five. And so I just kind of break it down that way. There's, There's one, then there's the second one, which is halfway, and then there's the third one at the turnaround. Then you're just coming back through. So, so dry before fork, the first aid station. Dry Fork, Sally's, uh-huh. and Jaws. Footbridge, and then Jaws. So the 14 miles to um, the first aid station, which sounds like nothing, you know, 14 miles, but it's <laughs> about 3,800 feet of climbing. Yeah. It's, you know, my favorite section for sure. It's gorgeous. That should be pretty runnable um, this weekend. Run, that said, run, runnable my favorite, up, up? Like... Well, yeah, yeah, there's an asterisk there. You couldn't see, but there's a little asterisk. <laughs> that said, the fun part of the first part of the race is watching everybody, like, <laughs> Go just <out>. kill themselves. <laughs> uh-huh. The first, I mean, they're, like, head down, going nuts, which is the race. I get it. But it's also, you know, straight up and straight down. 
So that's always fun. So watch for that and make a mental note of everybody out there, you know, trying to do that because you'll see them again, <laughs> like sitting in a chair at an aid station. Yep, at mile but, 66 um, or whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. So it's one of the most well-managed and and cared for races that I've been in. It's personal. There's people there who really want to be there. Even like most of the aid stations are run by, I, I would dare say, non-runners, just people who have been involved in the community for years and years and love where they live and show that with these aid stations. And these are going to be a little hard to get to this year and some aren't going to be there, but the main aid stations are really sufficient. And um, the first year I ran it, I only planned for those aid stations. I didn't plan for the little ones because um, the more you stop, the slower you go. And if you, you know, try to hit it that way, the fact that it's going to be a snow course <laughs> it shouldn't really matter too much, except it's going to be slower. I mean, so, I, I think the Cowboys are going to be there for their aid station. And these are, these are actual absolutely. Cowboys. These aren't the Coconino Cowboys. These are like, no, these are the, the best guys, the yep. real, the real deal. Oh, mm-hmm. the real deal. When, yep. Yeah. The, when you see the they truck, are. the truck ads. These are probably the guys literally in the truck ads. Um, yeah, just good, seems good cool. folks. So, so, so pace myself for second, like the sorry, first, but... pace myself for like the first 20 miles, hold back, recognize the fact that I'm getting up to 8,000 feet of altitude, which for me at 6,000 feet is not a big deal, but I think some of the right, sea, no. sea level folks will, you know, might've gone out too hard and not realized it, but uh-huh. when, when should I expect to hit snow? Do you think? Um, I don't or, know. or mud, <laughs> I, I or mud know. for that matter. Mud, taking it from last year, the mud began pretty quickly after footbridge because it's um, a little more open area. So it's melting 50K. out quicker. Yeah. So there's more mud. So from, from my understanding, there'll be snow and just kind of runoff kind of muck starting pretty quick after um dry fork and on through and that was the terror section last year not terra but terror (laughs) and when i look back at my split through the various years i probably ran that section like an hour and a half slower than my faster time just because of the footing that's frustrating um, it was it was, um, it was just, it was pretty terrible. Um, you just couldn't go. There's like a little bit of a grade. And so, you know, any forward motion, yeah. you just slip back a little bit. Um, it seemed to me, I remember there's a lot of footing on the sides of the trail, mm-hmm. but, um, these are also all backcountry trails with a lot of wildlife, a lot of horses, a lot of, you know, that type of traffic. So they're kind of they're tracked out that way, which up, makes it harder. Beat for up runners. and rough. Yeah and wild yeah. I, li- I like those trails um so i mean this course seems like it's hard on a good weather year like if, if there's no <laughs> yeah. moisture and it's like totally runnable it seems like it's still gonna it's like a 30 hour type 100 miler and then you throw in this type of year when they're even like hey we understand we'll give you an extra hour <laughs> uh yeah. When you have 35 Daunting. hours to do a race, is this comparable in your head? Have you done Run Rabbit Run? Because I'm having... No, I haven't. I'm having like mass flashbacks to to looking at the course profile and 
times and splits and all this stuff, the cutoffs and like, I, I just see my run rabbit run experience, which made it into a chapter of the book. So it was a cool experience, but I didn't finish. Mm -hmm. Um, so how is getting to the jaws aid station? That's the halfway mark. I'm really scared of sharks. That that movie scarred me for life. So this this aid station, <laughs> yeah, how how did it get its nickname? Do you even know? And no, no, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Like what? There's, what should I expect? I it's at nine thousand feet. Is that right? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, typically that's always a really boggy type of area. And you can expect three miles or so before the turnaround that it's just a big water bog. Um, the kicker is for this year, it's not going to be like nice spring water. It's going to be snow water, which is really cold. And um, as much as that will be melting off here in the next couple of days with the warmer temps, it's just going to be really cold. Um, then you get to a little bit of an open road before the aid station and the wind whips through there pretty, you know, a lot, pretty hard. And I think that's a lot of the concern that we heard about in some of the emails yesterday. Like it's going to be really cold up there. And key for me is spending 30 seconds at that aid station, like just getting out of there. Mm -hmm. My body keeps staying warm at getting down because you're going to be climbing still. Like it's definitely, you're still climbing all the way up to where you're, your bag will be but then you're you know you've stopped maybe you're in a warm tent you know bright lights all those things so the key is just getting out of there timing um, too it's, it's gonna, not it's, even it's worth gonna be late yeah. right it's gonna be pitch uh -huh. black and freezing cold and we're at the highest altitude yeah. of the whole race so it's like yeah it reminds me of lasalle's during moab 240 it's like we could not have hit this section at any worse of a time. Um, <laughs> but right. that's, do you pick up a pacer there or is it, do you pick up a pacer at like the following? It's, I haven't read through exactly where to pick up a pacer. I, I feel like that's where we pick them up. I, I don't know. I've, I haven't used pacers at Bighorn. Um, okay. I know some people do. It's really hard to access the uh, footbridge aid station. Sa and Sally's, so it's harder to pick up pacers there. Okay. Uh huh. So a lot of people just pick it up, pick them up at Jaws and run through. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one, but I do know that it's futile to put dry shoes at Jaws. Dry shoes, even I mean, dry socks. It's one of those things you put them on, you take the time to do that, you turn around and you you go, yeah, yeah. and you're soaking wet again. Yeah, so, you see, you see the I mean, two guys, year, two guys from the cranberry ad, and with the waders on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's yeah, I've, totally I've, ex it. I... I've experienced that. So, so waist high muck <laughs> is what I'm expecting. Um, <laughs> this this sounds amazing, and the fact that we paid to do this is just even more mind boggling. We we pay to no, do this to crazy. ourselves. <laughs> I don't know why, and I swore last year. <laughs> yeah, that that you was did. It. You know, I at Jaws. Goodbye. Right? <laughs> said said sayonara. And that was it. And now I just <laughs> can't shake it. So I can't, I can't say one thing because I really did pick this like <laughs> anyway, but I think you're going to love it. I, some of the positive things that maybe should be talked about more is that a couple miles out from footbridge, even though it might get muddy, 
you're going to be in some of the most gorgeous wildflower settings that you may have ever seen. The flowers will be unbelievable. You're literally running through amazing fields of wildflowers. Um, the Tongue River Canyon will open up on your left. The water runs so hard, especially this year. That's all you'll hear as you're getting closer, dropping down into um, Footbridge. And it's that to me uh, is just amazing. And you're running along this river, basically, um, the whole maybe two thirds, a little less than two thirds. I like that. That's awesome. So, yeah. What? It's, it's so awesome. that brings up memories again of like Run Rabbit Run. Uh, wildlife has a tendency of of finding those water areas, um, especially at this time of year. Uh, have you had any experience like seeing wildlife? Any, any, I have any seen a large, scary animals that I should look out for? <laughs> no. Other than and Jaws. I'm, I mean, yeah, the Jaws. I, I watched the shark. But no, and I'm like the wildlife queen here in my area. Like, I see, I can see anything on a given day. It's crazy. But I've never seen a set of eyes in the night or in the light while running bighorn. Nothing. Not even a random deer. So I think that for the most part, Maybe I'm just not up at the front. <laughs> That's the problem. They're probably like, all this mud, screw this. <laughs> They're going yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> they know better. <laughs> so what's the last part of this race like after you've done those giant climbs and you have the last climb out of the way? Is it so such a steep descent that you're like, like struggling or is it like that perfect grade of descent or like how do you describe the last – 15 miles like when it's actually light out and um you're you're probably suffering quite a bit well um i mean gosh it's pretty much you're descending the whole second half you're you're going down and um i just for me it's the my toes my toes would really take the brunt of it i i love the downhill i love the struggle i've I love that. It was one of my favorite things um, at UTMB. Like, I love that. I love the climbing up, and I love running straight down. Um, but the last, ugh, I'd say, you get to that dry fork aid station, you want to unload everything you can out of your pack. Like, just dump it all out. It's usually really hot. I'm counting on that. And um, you are kind of going at a, a douche grade a little bit. Yeah, it looks it looks like it. it's downhill. just it looks like literally a drop off like the chart just kind of uh -huh. drop drops off for those few miles which is great cuz yeah, you get to go up those if you at the beginning uh, that's that's good advice totally. to dropping weight um with 18 miles to go i mean as long as the aid stations are set up you know according to schedule which we'll find out about uh on friday or sat or mm -hmm. was it thursday um, Thursday, right? Thursday, Friday, whatever. Yeah, it's weird. And, and I think they will be. They're always, like, stocked with liquids for sure. I mean, I know they're going to have liquids. I don't know what type of, like, food options, calorie options they'll have, but they'll be stocked. Like, um, yeah, like, drop it all. If anything, that's where I'll change shoes and socks <laughs> and drop everything and just get out of there because those last five miles on the road to the finish are just life-sucking um it's a long hour 
but you know where you're heading, so you try to push the pedal down and go. What what mile is that? So like mile eighty to eighty five? Is that what you're saying? Or eighty five to ninety? Uh, like mile ninety five. Okay. To the finish, like mile, like home, you'll home uh, stretch. Home stretch. I think that's actually the Strava segment too. It's called home stretch. Cool. And um, you're like, yeah, five miles, because it seems like nothing after you've gone ninety five. But then you're like, oh my gosh, like it's only been a mile. I've got. What do you mean? And <laughs> then you've got all of the 50 milers, the 50K, the 25K. You don't know who's who. They're just blazing past you, you know, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so slow. Yeah, yet, that's always. You know, they've just been running for a couple hours. Oh, so you're like, oh, no. It's the best feeling, So right? that's kind of fun, too. Yeah. But all the locals are out lining the street on those last couple miles. It's a big city event. Everyone's there cheering for you. They have like icy pops, and sometimes there's a rogue person with a garden hose that you have to <laughs> decide if you want to get squirted or not. But um, just just a real hometown race. I think this is the 27th year for Bighorn, so it's a big part of their community and who they are. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, yeah, if you're the Strava crown holder on home stretch watch (laughs) out watch out i'm i'm showing up to steal your crown at mile 95 uh middle of the pack at best so um, (laughs) so true (laughs) let's um just real quick and i appreciate your time and this has been fun and honestly it's like really helpful to me so hopefully it's helpful helpful to the listener and they can apply these these type of um you know, strategies to their own races, their own ultras. But um, in terms of, let's just kind of break it down from like the ground up. So how many pairs of shoes are you going to take? Are you going to take <laughs> you know two funny, or three? I was just telling you about this. I have a piece of paper sitting here at a water park with my kids and I'm supposed to be planning all that right now. And I'm just, I haven't. I need to do that. But in my mind, (laughs) all the things I'm trying to pack, like I think I'll put three pairs of shoes in the rotation. I probably will wear one. If I do change, it'll be a footbridge on, or sorry, at dry fork. Yeah. Like just to kind of wrap it up. I think that's a good strategy. water. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, you're in water the whole time. Yeah, there's no sense in changing shoes. I mean, you change shoes or whatever, and within five minutes, it sounds like you're just back to where you were, so you wasted mm-hmm. five minutes. Um, are you going to change toe socks at all throughout this race? And it's I, it's really cool. Yeah, that's... It's cool that you're a toe sock uh, where... <laughs> right. We've had that conversation, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I'll have a dry pair of socks at every stop and I'll carry a pair just in my bag just for, you know, OCD purposes. I um, have Renault syndrome. And um, so my feet get really cold, my feet and my hands. And so I just have to take care of that so they don't go numb and get frostbite because I can't feel when my, you know, when that happens. I know. I've never heard of that. That's really interesting. I know. Um, I, I, when you do a, a sock change, are you going to wipe your feet down with baby wipes or like a dry towel or what's your routine there? Cause I developed a routine <laughs> where I'll, I'll rip the sock off, wipe it down with a baby wipe, try to get it somewhat dry, throw the squirrels nut butter on it and then slip in another 
you know, pair of socks. Is that sort of what you do, or what do you do? I, I think so. That sounds about right. I don't know how much. Yeah, I think depending on, you know, how wet my feet are, just definitely new squirrels nut butter. And, you know, as much as I love the toe socks, they're hard to get back on when your feet are wet, yeah. even though you yeah. want to wear those. So you have to kind of baby them a little bit. Or else, gosh, there goes like 10 minutes, you know, just er, mm-hmm. er, 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 just trying to <laughs> get your foot in there. But, yeah, that sounds about right. So what other gear will you utilize? I'm I'm taking uh, – I'll just be honest. I'm taking two 350-milliliter bottles. Like, you know, the more solid okay. bottle that UD makes? Um, okay. Because my expectations are I'm not going to be hot for the majority of this race. Is that mm-hmm. stupid of me? I don't want to carry too much water weight. It's always a balance, you know? Yeah, I, the majority of my calories I take in from liquid. So I carry, for the most part, the two 500 yeah. milliliter and um, one's water, one's fuel. And then I keep like a spare one, like a dry one in the back. But I kind of, that's kind of how it starts. And then, you know, you kind of just develop a, a better plan as you're going through. You know, you kind of adapt it like, wow, I, I'm not really eating as much or drinking as much. And, or the bottle or yeah less stuff that's that yeah. is a, a very good insight there's no no wonder you took a, a f30 at utmb like the listener should actually maybe rewind and listen to that again <laughs> like it, it's good to have a game plan but then it's also good to just be dynamic and bring three bottles and know maybe you'll use all three or maybe you'll pitch one you know in your drop bag or whatever like be dynamic um yeah. don't don't be so set in your mind that you mess with yourself honestly um are you gonna bring i'm gonna bring winter gloves and like a (laughs) like a waterproof coat and even a winter hat i i'd rather have that stuff available than get hypothermic because it's Mm -hmm. hard um especially if it gets cold at mile 45 or something like trying to judge that on your own is impossible or is that overkill yeah. or is that what you're doing? Well, um, I'm the weirdo that runs in shorts in like 35 degrees out here. So, so based on that, um, and again, we're going up all the way yeah. to the turnaround. So, uh, it's, I don't know kind of hard to say i'm a, a bad person to judge this i'm really just i'm packing like how i did for utmb they require you to have so much stuff and i was grateful to find gear last summer that that worked out and yeah for whatever would happen and this is one of those races where we already know what's going to happen so i have gloves that i love i just sprayed them down with extra scotch guard this afternoon <laughs> they're hanging up drying um lots of wool gloves. I just rotate those through just like glove liners. I have, um, some of the UD waterproof pants. Yeah, I do too. Which packs. Yeah. yeah that's so I'll bring those. If so I nice. wear pants, I'll wear those. Cause they're so really light. I mean, it's like down. carrying a bag mm-hmm. with you pretty much. <laughs> that, and then, you know, I have a jacket. I'll probably throw some wool in some drop bags along the way, see if I need it. But rather than getting too hot and sweaty going up, 
I want to make sure that I have what I need to come down because I'll be really cold coming down and then shedding everything at footbridge and, you know, continuing on. That's so when that morning light hits, it'll be warm. So, I mean, if the listener doesn't already do this, I mean, I'm constantly when I'm running, like if I feel like I'm sweating, I will stop, take my coat off, pack it. Like the worst thing you can do to yourself is be like sweating out of your mind and then hit night and just freeze. <laughs> like, you know, you bonk, yeah. you bonk, you didn't take enough calories or whatever happens and you're hiking all of a sudden and yeah, the temperature drops and you go hypothermic and it's game over. Like you have to be yeah, constantly monitor- monitoring your sweat rate and like your temperature and it's just, there's so many variables. I love I love that aspect because it's so complicated. <laughs> you know, there's always something that you could have done better during these races. So that was a really good point. It's, honestly, it's really helpful to remind remind me of that. Um, so last like two or three questions, and thank you again. Yeah. Tara, Tara has three kids, by the way, and they've been well behaved during this. Um, <laughs> I know they haven't come in to ask what I'm doing yet. I should worry, um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You don't smell fire or anything, so things are No, okay. we're at a water park. Last okay. week, one of them found a snake and brought it to me to show me, which that hasn't happened yet today. So, so two or three more questions. Chafing. Is this a race yeah. because it's hot, cold, hot? It sounds like I'm going to be sweating and then salty and rubbing and chafing everywhere. Is that a problem? Um, I, I am not that much of a sweater. I don't, I'm not a soldier. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I, I'm not a, the best to answer that. I just know that I get hot. Um, and, and definitely you're climbing up, like you're climbing big mountains, right? Like you, you, you've got poles out and going nuts. You, you know, you're fully back extending the poles, climbing up stuff. So you're getting your workout. So, so- in that case, it's, if you feel that that's going to apply to you, you know, <laughs> with that. I, I'm always like, I'm not a chafer, and then it'll be like mile 80 of Havelina, and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> feel like things are on fire. Um, things are on fire, yeah. <laughs> what, um, do, do your legs ever feel good during this race? Or is this a classic oh. mo- mountain race where you'll be three miles in and your quads will be screaming and you're like, uh, like... Only 97 miles to go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, and that's, that's the thing that sucks you in, in the first like 13, 14 miles is you, I don't know, like it's definitely a brain game. Like you really do see people just kind of go off at the start. Like they really will go off and, um, you know, mentally I'll struggle with that and think, oh man, I should be doing more. Like, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe that person passed me or I can't believe that you know they're doing that and you want to do more and then you have to like pull back like check your heart rate and be like no i'm good like i'm i'm totally good because it's a quad buster well not a quad buster you're not going downhill but you're going to bust your legs up (laughs) for sure um and it hurts it's but that's what we paid for and um then it hurts in the other direction going back down (laughs) so (laughs) you know you kind of you use it all up in the first half and then you, way back down you can use all the the other muscles 
I I just hope I can keep up with like filming at Western States, like for one minute increments. Like I just hope I have my legs two weeks later. Um, what is your, Yeah, no kidding. what, what's your very like favorite part of this race? Like when you, you know, signed up out of just complete craziness for this race for the fifth time, what was going through your head? Do you have like one or two pictures? Like this is the section that keeps bringing me back or like, is it the, the RDs and the volunteers and the community? I I'm sure that plays a role. Like what is it about this race that has you coming back? to one of the hardest hundreds in the U.S., like, for the fifth time? You know, it's funny. One of my buddies um, from my hometown in South Carolina uh, is coming out to run this, and I I probably just shared too much with her and have once I learned that she was coming out to run this. Um, Shannon Howell, she's a firecracker, so look out for her. <laughs> um, and I just I have so many stories that I share with her about how amazing it is. But some of the highlights would be, um, I think, just that Tongue River Gorge, just the rock, just the granite, the fields of wildflowers. Um, there's just complete satisfaction and coming up over the lip after the last super, super hard climb at about, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe mile, I'll just make it up like mile 91 or 92 somewhere in there like you come up a huge huge hill uh, maybe like almost a thousand fifteen hundred feet and you it opens up into this gorgeous green grassy meadow that you came up the day before but it looks completely different now you're looking out into the valley into the city and you're just standing up there and then you've got all the downhill to run to the finish and it's just satisfying like you just stand up there and you're like that's the hard part like i'm good you know i can i can make it down this might not be fast but i can make it and that's what i'm looking forward to awesome tara where can people follow you on social media um run with tara i'm there i have a twitter but i never use it (laughs) yeah awesome no i enjoy your stories you're always climbing some amazing mountain somewhere <laughs> and it's it's fun oh, to follow along and um it's it's been fun to have me have met you like during ultras first and then yeah stayed in touch on instagram and everything else so we'll have you on again and we'll focus on how you make f30 with three kids i feel like that's oh, going to be a good episode at some point so um <laughs> i'll i'll see you this week have a great race Sounds if i don't good, see you and and we'll um we'll stay in touch sounds good safe travels see you up there Alrighty, thanks bye-bye that was episode 92 i hope you guys enjoyed it big thank you to tara for taking all her time it'll be cool seeing her out during the race and man this is going to be a tough one this is a this is a hard race even when weather conditions are perfect so we'll see i'll capture it all i'll try to share the experience on youtube shortly after and just appreciate your guys' support. It's really awesome that you guys um, are so supportive of these crazy endeavors. So thank you to my show sponsors, Sufferfest Beer, Destination Trail, Ultimate Direction, Hammer Nutrition, and Exoskin. All just great supporters. Thank you to the Patreon supporters. Have a great week, guys. Don't forget to enjoy your training. See ya.